Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the book of Mark, chapter 11 again, and we'll be backing up a little bit to overlap with what Pastor Jim taught last week. This week, Pastor Jim takes us through verses 22 through 26. Last week, we listened to Jesus teach a lesson to the disciples from the withered fig tree, which he had previously cursed. The lesson included multiple things. God's rejection of Israel because of Israel's rejection of God, faith, prayer, and the lesson on prayer connected then to the topic of forgiveness. Pastor Jim will park here again this week because there's more gold to be mined in this spot before we move on. We hope you'll be joining us every day to be edified by all that is here. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Prayer and Faith. You cannot have joyful fellowship restored with someone who has sinned against you, who refuses to confess and repent from their sin against you. You The relationship can't be the same until there is confession. But you, for your part, need to make sure that you are open to and you are yearning for the opportunity to forgive as you have been forgiven. I was working through this last week. I was intending to finish this whole whole passage last week, and Marshall will tell you that I worked for quite a while, and I said, hey, I think I got enough for two weeks. And then last week, I got up to a certain point, and we kind of slammed into the end of the service, and I said, okay, I'll do the prayer part next week. So I wrote this, and then I cut out about a third of it, and I cut out a little bit more, and I was going over it this morning, and I was struck by how much I didn't say on each of those points. Make them your ongoing study as you think about prayer and faith. Always remember who God is. Remember this is for whoever. Remember to ask. Remember who you are, and I couldn't help myself. Remember other things. That's not all there is in the Bible on prayer, but understand You don't always know what God intends to do. I'm telling you to pray for what God wants. You don't perfectly know what that is. So your prayer has to include a massive dose of humility. Prayer is the lesser one asking the greater one for help. That's what prayer is. It's very popular today for people to talk about God speaking to you in prayer. That is wrong. God doesn't speak to you in prayer. That wouldn't be prayer. That would be special divine revelation. You speak to God in prayer. He has spoken to you in many portions, in many ways, over a long period of time. And it's all recorded in a big book called the Bible. And he continues to speak through that word every day. Like our friend Justin Peter says... You want to hear God speak to you? Read the Bible. You want to hear Him speak audibly? Read it out loud. That's how God speaks to you. It's through His Word, which stands written for you to feast your soul upon all the time. 
You speak to God in prayer. What a privilege that He would listen to me. And by the way, I don't want you to get paralyzed by saying, oh, the, you know, the preacher said, I've got to pray for what God wants. I don't have any idea what God wants. Okay, well, one of the things He wants is He said, if you lack wisdom, ask me. I'll give you wisdom. That still doesn't mean you're always going to know what God wants. He is perfectly willing for you to pour out your heart to Him. He's willing to hear, this hurts. He's willing to hear, I don't know. He's willing to hear, I don't understand, but He wants to hear it from a heart that has total trust in Him. I'll often visit someone who's dying, and um, I'll ask God, Please grant my friend more time to serve you here on earth and that we may enjoy fellowship along the way. But I have to add, like Jesus did, nevertheless, not my will be done, but yours. If you're hurting and I pray for you, I'm not going to pray, Lord, kick her again. She hasn't gotten the lesson yet. If he wants to do that, that's up to him. But I'm going to pray for your recovery. You start a business, I'm going to pray for your success, unless it's immoral or blasphemous. I'm going to pray for all kinds of blessings for people, but I also realize this is a sin-cursed and twisted world, and I realize what we see now is not the final chapter. All the wrongs will be made right in the kingdom of God. So along with our prayers is the attitude, I believe you, give me more faith that I may embrace your will as it unfolds. Don't forget, the umbrella command over this teaching on prayer is have faith in God. In this world, understand, no matter how much you pray, no matter how eloquently you pray, no matter where you pray, who you pray with, what language you speak, the point is, In this world, there will always be pain, genuine, sometimes excruciating pain. There's physical pain that can be devastating. Some of you have dealt with pain that goes even to the point of clouding your ability to think straight. There's also heartache pain. That's even worse. Remember when the Apostle Paul gave that rundown of that that gruesome list of absolutely terrible things he suffered physically? in his ministry and under persecution. And then he says this in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty-eight and 29, apart from such external things, I mean, beaten and left for dead, that's pretty serious pain. Apart from such external things, there's the daily pressure on me of concern for all the churches. Who is weak without my being weak? Who is led into sin without my intense concern? He'd been betrayed by people he trusted. Nothing hurts like that. He'd witnessed moral failure of people who knew better and professed faith in Christ, but they chose the world instead. Even if you're not one of the shepherds of the flock, you may know similar feelings when somebody betrays you, falsely accuses you, whatever it might be. You might be standing by the bedside of a loved one that's wasting away, racked with cancer and dying. There's no pain like a parent attending the funeral of a child. I've seen it. It's awful. 
I've done funerals of people who committed suicide and I've seen the rawest, gaping, bleeding, oozing wounds of human grief. But here's the crucial point. Have faith in God. And remember this. Faith does not form its view of God based on the circumstances of a sin-cursed world which is in rebellion against Him. Unbelievers love to use that argument. How could God allow whatever it is? How could God allow you to have the next breath with your open rebellion against Him? Don't form your view of God from what you see in the sin-cursed world. That sick person may or may not recover. You might get hit by a drunk driver and crippled for the rest of your life, even though you prayed for safety. That new job that was so promising just might evaporate when the company goes bankrupt six months after you picked up your family and moved for the new job. Your retirement plan might melt away in a, in a crash of the market. Your wayward child might never come to genuine faith in the Lord that you so diligently taught them to love, but you can't let those consequences of sin and the curse ruin how you think about God. Have faith in God. Paul dealt with people who might have said that God was unfaithful to Israel when He turned away from them. And he said in Romans 9, What shall we say then? There is no injustice with God, is there? May it never be. And maybe on your worst day you're saying, But how am I supposed to cope when so many awful things are going, around, going on around me? That's an honest question. And it's a legitimate question. And the Bible addresses it head on. And you've just seen it this morning. Jesus said it in four words. Actually, only three because He used Greek. Have faith in God. Right now, all of creation groans and suffers the pains of childbirth. We ourselves groan within ourselves, but faith waits patiently for God. Romans 8.25 But if we hope for what we do not see with perseverance, we wait eagerly for it. Perseverance is power to remain under the load. Romans 8 goes on to explain that even in the midst of that, we don't know how to pray for as we should, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. You know something else is I trust God and I pray, the Holy Spirit is praying with me. I can't tell you how that works, but I sure like it. He's praying. And so where does that take you when you get to the end of your prayer and the person isn't well and the relationship isn't restored, and you still don't know what to do, and it still hurts, you can come to this confident statement of faith, Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. You can only say that when you have faith in God. Let's use this privilege. Let's pray. Father, how we do, thank You for the glorious riches of Your grace in Christ Jesus. Thank You that we can come to You, we can call upon You. Thank You for Your goodness and kindness and compassion to hear all of our prayers. We don't even know how that's possible, but You do. Teach us greater and greater faith. We do believe. Help our unbelief. Teach us to trust You and to confidently persevere as we call upon You to do that which will get You glory in the end, that which will advance Your kingdom, that which will make us more like the Savior, and that which will cause the spread of the gospel. 
for we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.